All right, Kiss Army. Welcome to the Kiss FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today. Nothing is into your head. I hope you don't do any damage. This is a Kiss-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. Welcome to episode... 88 of the Kiss FAQ Podcast. I'm your host today, Julian Gill, admin on the message board. Joining me today is Ken, 69th Blizzard, the voice of reason. And we're happy to have a new face to introduce to you, Michael, who uh, we'll tell you more about in a couple of minutes. Um, Just want to do the obligatory advertising. And tomorrow, official publication date of Kiss Odyssey, the book. Um, Tim and I hope that everyone who's already received their copy is enjoying it and that those who hopefully will be purchasing a copy will enjoy it. But tomorrow is the official publication date, even though a couple of distributors have jumped the gun substantially and many people already have (laughs) it. So uh, it's done and dusted. It's out tomorrow. Um, Other news, and I've just read this on Ticketmaster, a October the 30th show in California has just been announced, and that is at, and i got to look at this one for the name, the Morango Casino Resort and Spa in Cabazon, California, and that is somewhere near L.A., it's so it's, it's east it's it's east of San San Bernardino County. Yeah, so it looks over towards Palm Springs, um, by the National Forest. So it's that, yet another California show I will not be going inland. to. Inland, yes, uh, way inland, hot land. Mm, yeah. So I don't know what it's like in October out there. So that's uh, the other show that I, I guess people were expecting it to be on the East Coast. I was. And it is it is not so new face for everyone, Michael. Um, yeah. Why don't you tell for everyone who's uh, watching? Why don't you uh, just give us a little pricey of your Kiss life? How you uh, got into the band? When you got into the band? Your favorite album and your favorite member? Sure. Um, I got into Kiss. I believe it was September of 1996. I don't know the exact date. It might be September 4th, perhaps, when the MTV I think, Video Music Awards were on and Kiss came out and they performed under the Brooklyn Bridge and the fireworks going off and people were going crazy. And that was the first time I saw them. And I thought, holy crap, what is this? This is amazing. And I went to the you know CD store back in the day, The Wall, and... I was looking for some Kiss CDs to get, and I based it off of the covers, honestly. I thought Double Platinum looked cool. I thought Alive 3 looked pretty cool. And uh, I thought, well, MTV Unplugged, because I already had Rod Stewart's MTV Unplugged, and I thought, that's a really good album. So I imagine theirs will be too. And uh, listened to those albums. It was terrific. I unfortunately hadn't started going to concerts until... Uh, you know, a few years later, so I missed out on seeing the original lineup. But eventually, I saw them 2003 um, when they were touring with Aerosmith, and I've seen them multiple times since. I've been on two Kiss cruises, going on the cruise this year. I've done a couple meet and greets. I did a guitar meet and greet with Paul, who Paul is my favorite member, so that's why I did a guitar meet and greet with him. And Good choice. it was it was awesome. And Paul's terrific. I mean, having seen him. Uh, do Q&As and uh, meet and greets and all sorts of things. I mean, he just is like a great uh, face for the band, even though Gene gets a lot of, uh, you know, interviews and things like that. Uh, Paul's kind of like 
he's almost like the parent of the band who is just like grounded where like the other parents doing just crazy things and saying wild things like gene is like the parent that a child wants and paul is like the one who reigns him in so um <laughs> you know i like both but i like paul the most plus his onstage persona is awesome um so that's how i got into them but paul's my favorite member and what was the other part um, I, I guess you told us your first album. I think your favorite album, or yeah, favorite oh, favorite, album. favorite album. Yeah, so I'm gonna cheat. So my favorite live album is MTV Unplugged. Nothing has topped that, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite classic album of like the original, you know, uh, lineup is probably Dressed to Kill. Um, my favorite '80s album might be probably Asylum, and yes. then I would say my favorite like modern day kiss album uh is probably sonic boom i listen to it a lot i think it's underrated there's lots of phenomenal paul songs on it and gene songs and you know basically group songs too like stan um so i love all eras of kiss i'm that kind of fan i I love them all and i love that the band's been around for such a long time and that there's a lot of depth and variety for us to enjoy as everybody can tell which is by reading your books obviously julian that you dive into it and see just how varied it is i mean just look at the elder right i mean the new book it's if you look at that part of their career it's radically different than a different part of their career but that's Mm -hmm. what keeps it interesting that's really cool well we we appreciate you hopping on and being willing to put yourself out there on this podcast and i'm sure that people are going to enjoy your opinions and your thoughts on the variety of topics that we address so let's get into today's topic and it, it's another current affair topic and people you can see my shoulder see me reaching and it is the new kiss magazine kiss it mm-hmm. kiss kiss is back in print and ken you've got yours and did yours come with a pick were you early enough i oh yes i did so here's the uh Good, Gene Simmons pick. I'm I'm glad because now I don't have to get up and get mine because I forgot to have it. Yeah, it's uh I guess uh, the first 500 orders are supposed to uh, get the pick. And what's funny is when I ordered it and I got a receipt back, it said I was like 520 something. I'm like, oh crap, you know. <laughs> ordering them, I thought, oh, I, I'm not gonna get a pick. But then I got a pick. I so maybe some people went on there. We're gonna order, and then they didn't order. It creates a uh, index, you know, I, that sort of thing. So, but I'm happy. I got one of the picks too. I ordered like right away because I knew it was coming out. Actually, uh, interesting story. One of the editors or contributors to the magazine reached out to me a couple of years ago, asking me for permission to use a photo that I didn't take. <laughs> I'm like, I, I didn't take that photo, so you know, I guess feel free. And he told me that a Kiss magazine was coming out, and I kept waiting for it and waiting for it. And then finally, Keith, you know, basically kind of uh, announced it, and then I found out that a picture of me was in there, because they have a whole, I think, three pages or four pages with, like, Kiss of fans. And I thought, that's pretty cool. So um, I'm glad it's here. I mean, I think it's, you know, we like tangible things as Kiss fans, right? Yes. So it's, it's kind of cool to have that. And uh, since there wasn't, a, like, a tour program this time around, uh, yeah, it's kind of a nice keepsake. Yeah, that's very cool. I'm going to try and add someone else onto this call, and uh, just give me a second, and we'll see if he's if he's available. But do you think we're overdue for a Kiss magazine? Because it it, it seems like a long time since the last one was out. Hey, Andy. 
Hey, how's it going? Hey, so we've just started already, so uh, let's get you up to speed of where we're at in this show. Oops, sorry. Hey, that's yeah, but it hits. That's perfectly that's better, isn't it? Yep, that's that's perfectly <laughs> fine. So for uh, for our viewers out there, I'd like to introduce you to Andy. Andy, say hello to everyone out there. And um, you know, Michael's just done his Michael's just done his introduction. So why don't you tell everyone out there a little bit about yourself when you became a fan? You know, your favorite album, your favorite member, and uh, oh, you know, introduce yourself. Here we go again. Yep. <laughs> oh, my name's Andy Moyan from Massachusetts, and uh, uh, I explained to Jillian a couple of days ago uh, where I grew up. The whole neighborhood was really into Kiss, even though I was a little bit younger than, say, you know, I missed the first three years or so in the prime, you know what I mean? What I call the prime. <laughs> uh, but everybody in the neighborhood were really, really big Kiss fans, and... Um, my really big introduction was um, I, my birthday's on March 19th, and um, that's the same day that Dress to Kill came out, and I uh, had me over at my grandparents' house, and my uncle turned around and said, here, I think you like this, happy birthday. And I got the Dress to Kill, I looked at it like a little kid going, wow, they're clowns, but they're wearing suits, what is this? And he said, you, you, you know, you probably might like this, you know, because, you know, and next though we ripped it open put it on the turntable and gave it a rip. And that was it for me. <laughs> I was hooked since then. And then, uh, like I said, the neighborhood was into it, but you know, talking about small, you know, you know, so I didn't have no clue. And then, uh, it just progressed from there. And then I had, had some uh, really cool parents <laughs> and, uh, basically begged and pleaded. And they took me to the first, uh, basically the last night of destroy tour in uh, Springfield, Massachusetts. So I was about six years old or so, six and a half. Wow. Uh, but the craziest thing, my father's never been, he's dropped us off and me and my mother have gone. <laughs> and, uh, and basically, uh, it was, it was a rule in the house, you know, my parents worked hard and didn't have a ton of money. And, uh, well, my parents had their, uh, brought their first house. It had leaks in it. It was, you know, we had to do, you know, pots and pans around the water was oh, leaking yeah. out of the sinks and out of the ceilings and stuff. And, uh, basically what it was, if I wanted something, I had to work and I don't mean just doing stuff around the house. Cause back then you, you, you didn't get a dollar a nickel for, for picking up the trash and stuff like I hear kids nowadays, you know, like a allowance. No, no, no. It was, you know, go get a paper route, go get this, do that yard work. And that's what I did. And, uh, and then, uh, started getting into it and going to more shows. And then, and then someday I told my parents, man, when I get my own house, I want to make my own kiss shrine. If they, you know, some kind of like museum for myself. You know, I love to show everybody else, but it's, I don't know, everybody else is, you know, people are like, oh, I drink, I smoke, I do all this. Well, guess what? This is the drug for me, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm not a saint. I do, I do have drinks, you know? I didn't really start having any drinks till about in my 30s. So, and uh, it's not like, I, you know, go out and do it every day of the week or something like that. But, you know, this is the drug, man. This is, this is the drug, you know? <laughs> yeah. And uh, when I was growing up, you know, well, you know, you, everybody's heard it. Oh, the kiss stinks, and oh, good, blah, blah, blah. I never really got that that much growing up because, you know, the whole neighborhood was really kind of into it. It was more like who could get who could get what first <laughs> and show the other person, look what I got, look what I got. And uh, I actually knew somebody, it's weird, I knew somebody who, you know, this guy's father lived in the neighborhood on the street with me, and I was buddies with the kid. His father knew somebody 
that Kiss had basically a warehouse in Massachusetts. So they would go to the warehouse, bring some, he brings stuff home for his kids. And I was like, Oh my God. You know, when you're like a little kid, you know, like some of the Pepsi cups, the screams machine cups, the guitars, mm-hmm. yeah. they would get it. And you know, and then after a while, the Paul Stanley smash it and you go, ah, you know, <laughs> All so, right. you know, a lot of good times, a lot of fun. So, so, uh, anything so what, else? <laughs> yeah, you know, why don't you tell people what's your favorite album and who's your favorite member of the band? Well, they're definitely the favorite album because it's it just it's sentimental. Prime is dressed to kill, without a doubt. And the funniest thing about Dressed to Kill, it really, I don't know how to say these people, it really didn't have that hit song, even though Rock and Roll Nights on it. It wasn't a hit song. It didn't even have a solo on it, you know? <laughs> it's just something about that album, the sound of it, the way, I don't know. I just love that album. Well, the first three to me are just ding. <laughs> golden. To the first to- totally golden. I, I, yeah. Yeah. So the favorite member thing, wow, that's a tough one because, uh, you know, there's been different versions of the Kiss, you know. Uh, of course, when you're a little, little kid, the first thing you say is, you know, Kiss is, you know, everybody says nowadays, you know, Paul Stanley is basically the man, you know, the Kiss man. He rules it. He, he does what, you know, he's the boss now. But when you're growing up as a kid, what's the first thing you see when you look? You see Gene. Gene is basically, Gene is Kiss. So let's put it this way. Anybody say Kiss, the first thing you do, ah, ah, when you're a kid this big, the first thing you do is, wow, man, I got to imitate that dude. The Kool-Aid in the mouth, come out, spit it out, do that whole nine yards. So probably in the first early years, you know, the kind of the Gene thing. And then uh, the Ace Frehley thing kicked in pretty bad. I just like the way his, I don't know. Ace has got that melodic kind of, I don't know how to explain it. It's like a melodic slow, you know, people are all sloppy, but that's what made him. And I think that's what made it so, that's what made him so great. And he's still great today, <laughs> in my opinion. And then, of course, you know, uh, the, me, the members change. You know, Eric comes into the band. At first, it was a total shock when you saw that People magazine. And you go on in the stand. Your mother goes, hey, look at this. You look at it going, who the hell is this dude? <laughs> but then you come to find out the guy's like, the guy, the, he was great. You know, he was very friendly. Uh, he was like a fan of the friends, you know. So he really started to become a, like a favorite for me, like, in the eighties, in that early eighties, there into the eighties stuff, you know. So it kind of, you know, what I mean, we, I know everybody changes. We all have are up and down. One day they're really great, and one day they're like, Ugh. that's why I said I love the net, but I hate the net because you find out stuff you don't want to hear <laughs> and that's don't want to know. <laughs> and, and I mean, people's favorite members change all the time. You know, something great about what you were saying about Gene is, you know, him sticking out his tongue probably was very impressionable on a lot of young kids. You know, back in the seventy, he's the one who sticks out his tongue. I was reading a review today from uh, Asylum Air that someone described him as a iguana with a motor control problem for his, uh, <laughs> sticking out his tongue in the eighties. You know, so that's fantastic. Let's get into today's topic. And uh, we, we'd kind of already started on it um, briefly, and that is the new Kiss magazine that's just been published by Keith LaRue and Jill Catalato uh, for the band. And, you know, it's just come out at the tail end of the um, Freedom to Rock tour, so it really kind of makes it a little bit of a tour book for that tour, which didn't have a tour book, unfortunately, which is a real shame because Keith's been posting some absolutely incredible pictures and some of the ones that some of the uh, the gang on Kiss Online, I mean Al and the other folks uh, take, are really impressive and tremendously visually appealing. So the, the new Kiss magazine, 
Um, and, and we just gone through who got the pick and who didn't get the pick, and everyone seems to have gotten a pick. Uh, you got? You, did you get the magazine yet, Andy? Yep, yep. Here's my copy, and here's my pick. <laughs> all right, we're, for, we're we're you guys. You guys get all the pick. You guys yeah. get a copy yeah. of the pick. Yeah, four. Yeah, you guys got the pick. Four or five hundred yeah. here. So um, let's. You know, I'm going to go just straight off the cover here for, you know, discussing the sections that are in it. Um, let's start with Paul Stanley Soul Station. Does that have its place in a Kiss magazine? Um, you know, what's your opinion on that feature in here? I actually liked it. If you think back to the last Kiss magazine that they did officially, you had Paul Stanley digging into his album collection and um, talking about kind of the stuff that inspired him as a young artist. Um, Mike, I'm going to go straight to you on this. You know, what's your take on, on that section in the magazine? Do you like it? Does it work for you? Or should it not really be part of a Kiss magazine? So I was thinking, um, you know, with nowadays with the Internet and being able to get information like immediately, to me what the value of a magazine like this is, is the interviews, right? These are things that you can't really get elsewhere. We all know the latest news. So having news in a magazine which usually prints like three months after the news happens anyway, isn't exactly news. So the, the, the best value this magazine could probably have is having something like that, where we get to know a different side of Paul. And I didn't, I don't know about you guys, but I didn't get to, to see any of the Soul Station shows. And just by the fact that this interview's in the magazine makes me think there will be additional ones. So it kind of gets me excited for that because it, you know, kind of pumps me up for something that I might get a chance to experience and also learn more about why did Paul decide to do something that's so off-brand, something that's so different for him. Um, it gives him an opportunity to kind of explain that and uh, let us know about uh, the variety and depth of music that he appreciates and why. So I think uh, I, I like it. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, that, that's a great response. And, you know, one of the cool things about it for me is that I've not been a big R&B person you know i've kind of scratched the surface I, I saw that temptations thing on tv uh you know the 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 uh the, the tv show or whatever it was the uh the made for tv movie on them and and that's about it but obviously i've heard a lot of the songs so it's nice to get that background and you know what i'm not flying down to la to go see soul station simple as that so you know it, it's it's nice to know as well from the interview that they recorded it and he loves the multi-tracks so that gives yeah, me hope so that um those might get worked up and maybe released andy what's your take on soul station and the kiss mag well, the, the first thing is what you said, and I vented. I want to say vent. See, see, now I'm going to be the. <laughs> I don't want to seem like the bad guy. But to me, this is not a tour book. I know I've, I've already had discussions about a tour book is you know eight by tens. It is nothing. It's nothing like going to a show, and I'm dead serious about it. Ever since I've been a kid, I know. I know we. There hasn't been some other tour books to kiss. You know, the Kiss Molly Crew, the Kiss Def Leppard. But I kind of understand it because it's supposed to be like the co-headlining tour. Mm -hmm. And they're kind of about the same stage and stuff. But this, to me, this was like a KISS tour. All out them. And to me, this they should have had a tour book. They missed the boat on this. Mm. Because there's nothing like... Um, there's nothing like... I used to go, go to KISS concerts. You go up to that thing. You buy it. And you sit there before the opening act or somewhere. There's nothing like that smell of your... Oh, that fresh new tour book. You open it up. You're, you're looking at the pages going, yeah. And you look up going, oh, yeah, this is coming. Oh, yeah. And it gets you more excited every time. I know I sound like a little kid, but I, I, even talking about this now, it gets me all like fired up about it because 
that used to be that was the big thing. You get all excited. Oh, Tobook and big pictures, you know. So I was like, oh yeah, this is awesome, you know. So to me, it it's not a Tobook. It's a magazine. It's just too bad that uh, it didn't come out when they were on tour. They didn't sell it at the you know at the merch things because I think it would have exposed a lot of people who probably were never going to see this unless they sell it in a store or something or actually on the tour because you have to buy it exclusively now through, uh, you know, either Jill's, that site, what they have set up, or uh, Kiss mm-hmm. Museum is selling it, I think. And I don't know if uh, Kiss Warehouse is selling it yet or not, but, you I, know. I would think so. To, <laughs> I, I, well, that's what I'm saying. I haven't seen it up there yet, but, you know, I think they would want to, like, sell it wider, you know? So yeah. that's why I think this, you know, the magazine is, you know, the information for, like, you and us is, I want to say, late, but it's kind of late, you know, in a way, because we probably already know this stuff because you see it online so fast. I mean, it's a great collectible, and I hope I hope they keep doing them, but I mm-hmm. wish they had sold it on, actually, at the tour. It would have been nice, and I still want a tour book. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, just going quickly to the tour book, uh, how happy were you in the crazy nights there when you got a tour book the size of a piece of sheetrock? Nice. I loved it. It's like, it's like the hot in the shade. It's like this big. I'm like, oh, yeah, you got to be kidding me. You know, it's huge. And I love, actually, I bought a couple of those things because I just, just, just so, I don't know, I, I followed them for two and a half weeks on that Tone 11 show. So I just, I loved it. It's kind of because they brought back some of the old stuff and they had that, that, that nice vibe. All of a sudden, they like, bing, was all happy again, you know? I don't know what to me it was doing. But the, uh, the other question you asked about the Soul Stuff stuff being it, it's a catch-22. It's cool that he's that they're broadcasting it out, so he's you know showing a different side of Paul, and yep. maybe Paul's actually if this gets out, maybe he is going to do maybe a maybe a tour, maybe a, like a you know so he just outside of California, but another way it's it's not really Kiss, and this is official Kiss magazine, so I don't want to sound like I'm bad mouthing it's not, but it's like so what is Gene, uh, you know Gene, Eric, or Tommy can can they put their stuff in what they're going to do, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's a catch-22, but I mean, I understand why they're doing it, because they want to broaden the stuff out, you know? Maybe Paul, like, well, we'll do a, a mini-tour and go out at some point by, by himself and do this stuff, you know? And a lot of people will want to go see it if he comes around, if they know about it, you know? Us online, or the diehards are automatically going to know, but it's those people that they're trying to get, like this tour that just went by. How many people raised their hands when Paul said, is this the first time I ever saw a kiss? And I was amazed how many people saw a kiss on this tour amazed so and that's what they wanted to do they went wow look at this so now they captured a new audience and basically i'm gonna say they sucked them in now who knows now they just first gonna buy a magazine a, you know a costume makeup but you know start going out and buy merchandise who, who knows you know cds maybe they hit people out and buy more of the catalog now who knows one it was of a the great talk and i'm glad they did it <laughs> one of the challenges and you just raised the point about this magazine is you don't see a barcode on the packaging. So that's going to make it difficult to get into distribution channels without that because that is your or, uh, your ordering key. And I, you know, I don't know any of the information behind the scenes about how they've uh, manufactured this and the numbers and what their plans may be. I mean, um, you know, those impulse buys that you were talking about, Andy, of people at the shows, you know, this would have been a great piece of product for them to have, especially if they're trying to target, you know, yeah. Paul's other plans. And Gene talks about some of his, we'll get into that in a minute, you know, that it makes it very difficult because now that they've gone to the show and they all raise their hands of first time, you know, kiss virgins, um, 
they don't know about this magazine unless unless nope. they are following the band online as a result of their epiphany at that show um they 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 have consumed their product which is the concert and moved on in life unless they saw these magazines in the racks you know with the t-shirts which sell so well you know they don't know about anything that's in this in this magazine so you know it, it it's kind of you know like you said a catch-22 that you know paul's advertised one of the his uh current interests you know a couple of years ago it was his art was a big part of his life now his r&b stuff is a little bit more to the fore that people don't find out about it if they're casual you you really have to you know follow them on twitter mm-hmm. um follow paul on twitter particularly to find out about these things ken you know let's talk about soul station for you um what was your initial thing it gets top billing on the on the front cover so how did you take it uh i guess my first thought i thought well it was kind of like in uh with andy where it's it's not it's not kiss this is a kiss magazine and they're talking about you know an outside project other than kiss uh though i did uh understand you know that it's it's a good article to get more you know to know more about paul and we're his background of music comes from and all his, uh, you know, uh, in the Motown stuff and, and so on. It's, it wasn't just rock and roll. Um, so it's, it's, you know, it's good from that standpoint, you get to know more about him, but I would have rather had maybe something else, um, from him. And, uh, I don't know. It, it was, it kind of, I was okay. I'm not, you know, down on it, but you know, it, it, it filled some pages and I learned some new things. Um, and like Andy was saying also, you know, they, they should have had a, this magazine out way early. It what probably would have sold a lot at the tour. Uh, even if they had a tour book and there's a lot, all those uh, casual fans coming in, those tour books usually had on the back inside of the back page, all the a list of all their prior albums that were, you know, released. It'd be a good marketing tool to, you know, try to sell some more music uh, for them. So, but yeah, it was okay. Uh, I would prefer prefer more about Kiss, you know. Uh, but you know, it was it was fine that he's you know talking about his Soul Station stuff. And maybe there will be more about Kiss in, epi- in uh, issue number two, whenever that may be. Um, so you sound like you're on the fence, and that was a catch twenty two for you as well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, who, 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 yeah, but who knows how long? You know, I, I'm not, I'm not a, you know, a publisher or, or a thing. There's got to be a lot of, you know, red tape to to be able to, you know, print this. You know, what I mean, I wonder how long, like, had they been working on it for years? Mm. Well, because some of pictures are older. Yeah, no, and that was one of the things that I, I was going to mention. You know, the pictures. You know, uh, th- there's a lot of good pictures spread throughout this, but there's also a lot of Def Leppard um, and stuff from that tour, which to me really struck me as being out of place. Um, I really don't want to see Phil Cullen ever again. Um, as much as without a shirt, you know, as much as a Def Leppard fan as I am, um, I just you know, I I open up a Kiss magazine. I don't want to see stuff from that tour or i mean that would be as bad as seeing joe perry um michael photos 
in that. And on Andy's point, you know, what do you think about the photo selection that's in there? I think the photos are nice, but it's going to sound strange, but like, I didn't really care so much about the photos. And I think the reason why is because I see a lot of photos online. I feel like I'm overwhelmed with photos online. So I kind of just like flipped past them to get to more content, more words, information. Um, plus, like, I take a ton of photos when I go to the show. I was lucky enough to get a photo pass this last time. So, like, I just got done looking at, like, hundreds of photos of them. Um, I don't know. I feel like I pay attention more to photos when Keith posts them online yeah. or when Kiss posts them online. But in the magazine, I'm just kind of like, I kind of see it as filler uh, until I get to the next article. But that's just me. I prefer to read things, you know. But there's some epic photos. I mean, that one there with Gene is pretty awesome. So I guess it just depends on what you look at it for. Like a tour book, absolutely. Photos are important, um, you know, big, glossy, all that. But with a magazine, I think of a magazine more as articles, less uh, photos. Mm -hmm. There's the one I don't particularly care for. <laughs> yes. Uh, maybe, maybe it was supposed to come out earlier, and they had, you know, red tape somewhere. You know, maybe they like I said, I, I'm not a you know I'm not a publisher. I don't print these things. I there's got to be a lot of red tape. There's probably a lot of stuff they have to go through to even get the magazine published. Now you okay. think Keith even said it's finally here. He put, put it a big thing. So it might might it maybe was supposed to come out a year or two ago. Who knows? You know. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to hazard a guess on what Keith has had to go through, um, you know, professionally or in terms of publication, because it doesn't equate to what I do publishing-wise, uh, particularly photo clearances, which can be a nightmare, even if you've taken the photos. But uh, particularly, I think that every single one of these photos that are in the uh, magazine have had to go through Paul, has had to go through Gene, and, you know, to get both of them agreeing you know, uh, yeah, on, on, on photo selection, <laughs> yeah. you, know, it, you know, it's it's an important thing because both of, both of them care very much about how they're portrayed, especially in a product that is, you know, Kiss's official. So, you know, uh, he's a brave man for taking it on. And, you know, from my point of view, kudos to him for getting it out there. Um, yeah. Let's uh, I'm, I'm I want to get this part out of, of the way because I am not into wrestling and WWE. So Chris Jericho. Um, Mm. I, I scanned it briefly, and I was like, yeah, whatever. It's it's just not something that I really care about. Uh, never, ne Well, I can't say never had, because when I was 14, I was really into Jimmy the Superfly Snooker, and that's as far as I ever got <laughs> it in, in wrestling. It was just something that was briefly in my life, and I don't care about. So it was interesting. You know, I know who he is. I know he's got a podcast, and just to get his perspective, uh, you know, nice to hear. You know his impressions and kind of fanboyish stuff about having Paul yeah. Stanley on his podcast was neat, but you know it it was more filler to me. Um, Andy, what's your take on Chris Jericho in here? You know, you like it? Is that a thumbs up, thumbs down? Well, he he you know he he is uh, you know a, a a star in his own I don't know what we call that world of wrestling and stuff. I'm not into wrestling. I've never been into the wrestling thing. I still don't get it. <laughs> but it, it's you know and he he. he uh, he, you know, he, he helps make that broader because he's always saying, you know, I'm a huge Kiss fan. Either. So he's actually getting to people that might not even be interested in Kiss, might even even heard Kiss before, you know, because look how many kids are into wrestling. You know, I mean, there's a lot of adults, but look how many kids. So he, you know, he's always said, oh, I, you know, I love Kiss. I did this Kiss. I did that Kiss. You know, he's had some really interesting stories about him growing up and being in the bar and, 
you know, being the bar uh, bouncer and stuff. And, you know, he, he, you know, he has his Paul Stanley drink, you know, the vodka and orange juice from Alive. He calls it the Paul <laughs> Stanley drink. You know, did you ever hear that one? Nope. No, you didn't ever heard that one? Yeah, he's a thing that he used to bounce at the bar in uh, Canada someplace, and he always used to go in there, and he always says, I want the Paul Stanley. And the Paul Stanley is, you know, vodka and orange juice. But then he said the orange juice, you know, rotting his teeth out because he was drinking so much of them. <laughs> yeah, and he was, he was really, you know, with his band, Fozzie, too. I mean, he was really good on the cruise, too, and he came out all, you know, painting his face one night and stuff. So he does really get the, the kiss thing, you know, and he does love that, you know, the whole revenge area, too. Revenge, mm-hmm. so it, you know, brings up. I mean, he makes it broader. You know, he he probably gets people to get into Kiss, and that's all good for him and them. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a particularly cool part that he likes. You know, he put revenge out there. Michael, what's your take on Chris Jericho? Well, it's. Uh, I'm glad you you asked me because I'm actually a wrestling fan. I grew up watching it. Uh, I loved it. My fiance doesn't understand it. She's like, but he, she's like, I thought it was fake. I'm like, well, it's not really fake. It's just planned. Like these guys are really like hurting themselves um, if they screw up. Um, and actually, this weekend I'm going to be meeting Sting and Bret Hart. Um, and a few weeks, I guess a month or so ago, I met Ric Flair. So I'm 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 a wrestling fan and a Kiss fan. And I have heard uh, you know Chris Jericho's interview with Paul on his podcast. Um, so I feel like after hearing that, I didn't necessarily want to read an article about it because I felt like I already knew Chris Jericho's feelings about Kiss. So I kind of saw it as like redundant in a way. And actually, I haven't even read the interview yet in the magazine because I was kind of like, I'd rather read an interview with Paul or Gene or something that's directly related to the band versus like Chris Jericho. I mean, it'd be no different than like an interview with Dave Grohl. Like, okay, I understand that him and Paul hang out, but like... I don't know. I don't really care about his feelings. <laughs> I don't even <laughs> be mean, but like that's not necessarily the person I'm idolizing. Even though I am a wrestling fan and a Kiss fan. Hey, hey Mike, though I do have two, I do have a Macho Man doll. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> he's, about this, he's about this big. Somebody gave it to me because I used because of the hair, and I put on the big sunglasses in the '80s, and I oh, could yeah. do the old ass. So somebody got me a Macho doll, so I still have them. <laughs> yeah, snap into a Macho doll. <laughs> <laughs> And I actually knew all those names that you just reeled off as wrestlers, so I, I'm feeling pretty good. Ken, how about you? Yeah, it's it was okay. I mean, it's a basically he's a fan, and uh, and he's just kind of talking about his, you know, how he got into him and and what his favorite stuff is, and and it's okay. I mean, it didn't. I'm glad they kept it short. Uh, two pages, <laughs> I think, was enough. Uh, use for, for for you know his input. I mean, uh, as for you know putting a wrestler on there, it doesn't matter either way to me. I'm not so much into wrestling. I think I was into wrestling when I was a kid. I mean, when I was a kid, there was even way back they had guys like Baron von whatever with the sleeper <laughs> hold. I mean, it, it, it was I mean it was comical, but then I kind of grew out of it. So, but uh, yeah, it was okay. Uh, again, I like. You know, you guys are saying we've heard it before on another podcast or his own podcast for that. You know, he's been on other podcasts. He's been on his own podcast and talking about Kiss. So we know he's a fan. And let's let's face it. This magazine is going to be bought by Kiss fans. It's not going to be really bought by anybody else but Kiss fans. So, uh, 
they are and if they they are already kiss fans they're going to know that he was into them so and maybe heard the other podcast yeah i'm going to call one of the high points of the magazine the next section we're going to talk about and it's gene's interview um mm-hmm. more than ever i want gene's archive to be released uh, whether it's called oh, yeah. you know alter ego or he comes up with some other name for it i want to hear all that music um, it, it's been a core part of my my collecting life is rare audio and you know so much of it is interesting in that we don't get to hear the other side of gene very often see you tonight obviously um man of a thousand faces the, the sort of softer Beatlesque and some of the more experimental stuff, I mean, because, come on, Stanley the Parrot is not a normal straight-ahead rock song. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I really, really, really want Gene to surprise me. And to get some of the stuff that he's talking about in here, um, the freedom to rock, again, I'm an immigrant, so I came to America and I share a lot of the same opinions about the United States that he has about it being probably the only place on earth where dreams really can come true um you know and and that's someone who came from you know i moved here from scotland the second time around um we have a different outlook in europe in britain i shouldn't say europe and britain in the same sentence anymore but um (laughs) you you know I, i get where he's coming from sharing the immigrant story and having you know secured myself here so i loved his interview um it didn't feel like one that i'd read before even though a lot of his talking points politically and socially are ones that he pontificates about on a regular basis and i often just roll my eyes at it came across as heartfelt what he was saying about the freedom to rock tour and everything that they were trying to celebrate um whether it was his freedom as an immigrant so you know, that that's me singing the praises of Gene Simmons instead of, you know, criticizing him as I quite often have done. And it made a nice change for me to read this thing and turn the page and be smiling um, at a lot of things that he said. Andy, how, how did you enjoy Gene in this magazine? And it's only a brief look into him, really. Yeah, I, I it, first of all, I got to say, I wish Gene and Paul and whatever, the Twitter stuff, dump it, please. <laughs> you know, I, I don't care what you say, dump it. You know, I, uh, this, this is what I said about the net being great for some things and the net being awful because uh, the bickering, even when they said those two actually really bickering at each other on Twitter, it was disgusting. And then Shannon getting involved and then other people getting involved. It just, uh, it made me so upset at both of them, really. It, it, you know, this is uh, just aggravated me. But the interview was fine, and I don't. I, I wish they, like you said, please come out with all the music, demos, you name it. Whatever he's got in ICOB, who cares if it sounds, if it sounds like goofy or we don't care. We just want it. You know what I mean? And I yeah. love that stuff. And I, I think Eugene is really, uh, really humble about stuff. Everybody's like, oh, Gene's Gene's the he's he's the man. He's the, eh, eh. I, I think Gene's really humble. And he's probably that really soft side that people are starting to really see more than he used to used to show, you know. So he'll, I, I, he'll, I think, he'll still stick his foot in his mouth, though, won't he? But uh, humbly so. Well, <laughs> yeah. he, he does. I mean, 
you know, but you got to understand, I, I think, but Gene has, does have the right point of, I know he's black and white with the drugs and alcohol and stuff. And, you know, you got to kind of agree with him there. You know, people turn around. Nobody forces you to, you know, stick that cigarette in your mouth, smoke that joint, you know, pick up that beer, stick those needles <laughs> in your arm. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? No, but no, nobody's telling you to do it. You know, I mean, they do make songs that celebrate it in ways, but celebrate it. But nobody's telling you to do it. So, he, you know, he is right in ways and. You know, that's, that's the way you got to look at it. But I, I hate the stuff when they do that. I, I just cringe every time I see this, some of the stuff. And of course, we've seen Gene, even back in the day before this whole Twitter and Facebook and stuff, Gene used to say all kinds of stuff in magazines, you know. He, he, I mean, literally, he used to say, and Jillian, I already said, you know, Asylum is, is my favorite in that hair 80s band, you know. There, there was an interview with him on MTV or one of those things that said, you know, oh, you, you know, they were working on Asylum. He's like, oh, this is the best al- best Kiss album ever. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I love, I love, I love Asylum for the '80s stuff and stuff, but it, but no, no. <laughs> so, so I mean, he has, you know, he sticks his foot in his mouth, and so doesn't Paul here and there now. And you know, I'm glad, I'm glad Tommy and Eric don't get into it. That's that's, you know, I gotta give him props for that. They don't really get into that stuff, and I'm glad, you know. But but there you go with but, another with another good point and you know when's an artist going to promote their new album with saying well it's mediocre at best but it's the only thing we could come up with right now you know it's always <laughs> it, it's difficult for Kiss you know it's always got to be the best thing since Destroyer or it's Destroyer meets Revenge you know it's the best thing we've done they're not going to say well it's a crap sandwich I hope you buy it anyway but <laughs> yeah that's true but but you know what I'm saying though you know oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah so Ken. Versus Gene Simmons. What's your? Well, I, I enjoy the you know a lot of it's the same thing, uh, but then there's a couple of new things in there, and but I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. They were talking mostly about Kiss, and, and you know, and then his little mention of the box set that he's been promising forever <laughs> to come Ten out. Ten years, fifteen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can we hope? You know, maybe next year we'll get it. I, I don't know. Hopefully. Um, so, but. When I was finished with it, it was only a couple, you know, four pages maybe. Um, I I was left wanting more. You know, I wanted to hear more from him, more questions uh, to him. Uh, I think it was a little too short, in my opinion. I, I would have liked to hear more stuff um, because that's what we want to hear. Kiss fans are all, you know, just want to know about his views on his own band and and what they're up to and what their plans are down the road and and so on so uh, you know i wanted more i thought it was good and uh, i would have you know I, you know i was comparing it let me just say this i was comparing it to some of the other magazines and you're talking about the pictures earlier um and compared it to the other kiss official kiss magazines they released and there was a lot more substance a lot more uh, writing in those and though there are still a lot of pictures they can put the writing over the pictures still right um so you know that's the only thing that was a little bit lacking in, in my opinion yeah if i'm going to come up with one criticism of gene's section in this and that's where he stresses that he was a legal immigrant and that just skirts a little <laughs> bit too close to current politics i was <laughs> I was once deported and blocked from entering the country, so I, I took a little bit of offense of that, which is why I'm drinking Mexican beer today. Um, <laughs> Mike, 
<laughs> Michael, uh, what did you think of Gene Simmons section? I thought it was good, but um, like uh, you were saying, Ken, uh, 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 at the end of the interview, to me, that was the most interesting part. Once he started talking about the box set, um, I hadn't heard about that for years because he talked about it for a while and it just kind of you know, disappeared and then he brought it back up again. And I thought, ooh, okay, I hope they would ask some more questions about that. Give us a little more information. <laughs> um, but it was very, you know, it was kind of just like a nugget of information, and then it ended. So, yeah, I felt like uh, it's almost like a TV episode, right? They get you with the cliffhanger <laughs> right at the end. You're like, oh, no, and then boom, crap. <laughs> so that's what happened. But it was definitely enjoyable. I liked it. Uh, it was more kiss focused than Paul's interview, but yeah, to me, the two most enjoyable parts of the magazine um, were probably the interview with Paul and the interview with Gene. And I guarantee, in the next issue, it's going to be an interview with Tommy and an interview with Eric. You think so? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, no, an interview with Ace and an interview with Peter. <laughs> oh, oh boy, maybe that's oh. big news. Oh, maybe next year's news. <laughs> Oh, oh boy! I don't even want to go there. Um, so I, I, I'm going to go to one of my favorite sections, and I'm going to butcher her name, Christina Vitigliano. Uh, yep. So, and this is a Kiss uh, Mini Golf. When I went to Vegas for the uh, residency, I thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed going to the Mini Golf. It was so dorky. I, you know. I, I felt like a complete dork doing it because I haven't done mini golf since <laughs> I was 14 years old and going on my first dates. Um, but going when I went to to Vegas and I went through there and listening to tunes, you know the you know Eric's Porsche up front and you know just going through it and having a blast. I had an absolute blast. So you know it's great that they're advertising that obviously they've now moved to the Rio in Vegas. Uh, from the original location across from the Hard Rock. So it was great to, you know, get a little bit of background on there. I, I don't even know if any of this stuff's been up online before. I read so much stuff that all of this stuff could have been posted online before, and I probably wouldn't remember. I mean, I'm like a goldfish when it mm -hmm. comes to that sort of detail. <laughs> but, you know, I just thought it was a real fun thing. Great section of pictures. Obviously advertising for KISS-related, um, you know, endeavor. You know, it kind of surprising that you don't see rock and bruise in there as well at least as an ad um but next month <laughs> yeah well or or next year depending on how next long it takes year. them to put issue two and i mean it might end up being like a end up being like a fanzine from the 90s where you know every three months becomes every six months becomes every maybe here's our final issue thank you very much um <laughs> who knows so this this was a highlight for me just because it was fun quirky and something different um andy What's your take? Do you like it? Well, a &A? I, I love it because this is when, as you're a kid, you grew up, and like I said, like my house, this, 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 this is basically the Kiss Museum for me and people who can't, or when they come over here, this, this is people who say, I, I want to die up here. I just want to hang out here and drink and, and party and turn on the music, and they can play pool here, and they can, you know... Uh, play darts with the Kiss dartboard. I get the Kiss pinball machine. I, I, I have a, a Kiss slot machine that's made up, and you know, th this is what people wanted. And, and I and I happened. I got lucky, and I was able to go to Vegas too, and I loved it. I actually like that's the first thing I wanted to do when I jumped off that plane. We ran over to the hotel. I threw the stuff in the room, and I said, "Let's go." 
and we ran over there and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, it, it's like, Ooh, I'm another home. It's another home for me. You know? Ooh. And I'm like looking around like a little kid and I, you know, I got to touch everything and I'm like, Oh, pictures galore, pictures, this pictures, there pictures. This. I got to have pictures. And then of course you go inside and you know, uh, you do kind of get into the merch thing, you know, kind of a big collected kind of thing. So I'm like looking at all the merch. I'm like, Oh my God, I don't have that. I got that. Oh, I want that. You know what I mean? Don't need to do my brain's going a million miles an hour and I'm, not that it doesn't in any ways, <laughs> but I'm like, and then the mini golf, you know, I'm like, oh yeah, let's go on a, you know, so, so I'm like, and my mother's like, oh my God, and my mother's doing the same thing, and we're all like, sitting, we're all playing mini golf a bunch of us, and I'm like, looking around, and I'm like, hit the ball, oh, I want to get to the next, you know, the next, you know, the spot, so I can look at all this stuff, and more pictures, you know, <laughs> but it just seemed like, I'm hopefully, I already said it, when the, when these kiss cruises are over, and I get a year, a year relaxed, I'm going to Vegas because I want to go see the new one because, you know, I'm, hopefully it's bigger, you know, more spread out and there's like more merchandise and more stuff that people have donated or that, or they bought and put on the walls and stuff like that. Cause I, I love seeing all that stuff, you know, I, I, I just love it. I, it drives me. It's like a little kid thing. It's like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> you can't buy it, but I, you know, it's like they used to say to kids, you know, Paul used to say it, you know, there's a lot of chicks out there, you know, you can see it, but you don't have to eat them all. It's like, you know, the merchandise, oh, I can look at it, but I can't afford it all, but I just got to look at it. <laughs> it almost means that they have to do a new residency in Vegas to uh, allow all of us to go out there and go to the new Monster Mini Golf. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, maybe it's big news 2017. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just going to be a recurring theme until they actually do announce, you know, Hello Kitty 2, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Ken. <laughs> Ken, how did you like the section on uh, you know the monster mini golf? And yeah, I, I I'm probably it. butchering I, its I, name. I haven't. No, I, I'm looking forward to. I don't know. I gotta get out to Vegas, and uh, I haven't been there yet. So I, I really want to go. Uh, you know, that's that would be one of the main things and <laughs> priorities when I go to Vegas to do is to go through the mini golf. So that'd be pretty cool. I'm sure it's really good so and uh this the article itself so it was it was interesting to me because you know i was it's you know they talk about you know why they started and he started with the regular just the monster mini golf by itself and i think there is a monster one of them are out here in uh, sacramento i believe uh there's one out there i haven't even been to that and that's that's about an hour or so drive but uh i might go take a look at that you know um so yeah it's a good article it's it's kind of on point it's another kiss again kiss related thing uh so it fits into the magazine it's a, it's kind of another type of subject so right. yeah it's good i'm not going to Is sacramento to that one no way forget it too much right. of a drive right. i'd say this too i looked at the hotel because it's in the hotel the, yeah. the hotel's really not expensive to stay either because they already checked it out. It's really not expensive. So nope. it's, a, it's kind of a win, kind of a win-win. So if uh, Kiss ends up playing out there, it's a it's another win. You know, there you go. Yeah. Situation. You ever notice, dude, that the people from New England are actually really cool and the nicest people? Let me see. Me, Christine, her husband, Keith. They're all from New England. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> I can I can tell you about the time I was in Boston. Didn't go too well, but I had a Union flag on the back of my jean jacket. So um, there you go. 
<laughs> could you understand? Could you even understand us? <laughs> no, no problem whatsoever. You know. Oh, really? Yeah, most of the people I spoke uh, with in Boston all had strong Irish accents. So. Yeah, but really? very... no problem yeah, at all. <laughs> so uh, I was I was going to say one thing about, uh, and that was uh, when I went to Vegas, I didn't even go to my hotel. I went straight to mini golf. So I got it. <laughs> didn't, didn't even check in. Boom. Yeah. Wasn't able to check in. I was in so early. Michael, what's your take yeah. on it? You know, um, I went on the Kiss Cruise for, and then they announced the Vegas thing. I didn't go because I really just couldn't, like, say to work, oh, by the way, can I tack on another day or two to the vacation <laughs> that I requested? <laughs> I kind of regret not going because everyone was like, oh, my God, it's amazing. And, you know, so but thank God they documented it. Right. And we have the awesome collection that they recently released, Kiss Rocks Vegas. Um, but had I gone to Vegas, I definitely would have gone to the, the you know, Kiss Monster mini golf. Um, but, yeah, having that article in the magazine obviously gave me a taste for what it's like. Hearing about how they like Eric's Porsche and like all these kinds of cool uh, memorabilia, stuff you really can't see anywhere else. To me, that's the coolest part because, um, you know, obviously if a T-shirt's available online as well as in a, a place, it's not necessarily special, but for something like that where you can just see, it's almost when you go to a hard rock cafe, right, and you see like a guitar on the wall or drumsticks or something that is only in that hard rock cafe, that's like the kind of the cool stuff. But as Andy was saying, being surrounded by this whole like uh, – you know, uh, kissed them sounds pretty cool too. It's almost like being on the cruise, I assume, where you have music playing all the time, you have concerts playing, you have. It's just like you're in your own little fantasy world. So um, if I go out to Vegas, I would absolutely want to check it out. So it's it's good that they gave it some attention in the magazine. Yeah, one of the the other nice stories I have about going there was, yeah, I'm the lunatic who took like 200 photos of the elder door. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I and I am so thankful I actually managed to find an artist to do the cover for the book because having to use those pictures would have been really lame. Um, let's you, get <laughs> my mother. Too, my mother too. My mother loves the elder, and she's like, "We have to take a thousand pictures standing here." And I'm like, "Okay." She was like, "Oh my god, the elder door! Oh my god, the elder door! Oh my god, the elder door!" <laughs> yeah, one of the things I was thinking was I just had to get a picture of the door. I was going to get my son to take a picture of his hand reaching for it, or turned around uh, mm -hmm. you know and, and that was going to end up being like the cover of odyssey if if back then you know we we got that far so you know fortunately i didn't have to use it so now i've got all these pictures of a door yeah <laughs> to total dork um moving on in the magazine we get to the classic merchandise corner and again this section does nothing for me because i have no desire to earn to ever own a pinball machine um <laughs> But, oh. but but I, you know, I live in an apartment. There's no room. I'd have to get rid of something, and it'd probably be, you know, one of the ben. family for one of the family members, <laughs> if I was to, to be able to fit a pinball machine in. And you know, I, I'm more hopeful that they, if they do future epi um, issues, I keep calling it episodes. I'm in podcast mode here. Um, that they dig into some of the more interesting merchandise, you know, record players, JC Penny, cassette holders mm -hmm. and all kind of like the obscure stuff, or maybe even stuff that was only prototyped and didn't show up in history too, would be more interesting to me than yet another thing about the pinball machine. Because frankly, what, if you're online, at least what have we not heard about the pinball machines? 
you know, we all know it's a high-end Cadillac of Kiss collectibles. Um, it, it really doesn't add much for me. Um, Ken? Yeah, uh, it was kind of a one-pager, right? Um, it's, it's okay. Uh, I would have liked to have maybe heard more about why they maybe did the, the new you know, Kiss Pinball Machines versus the classic one. Um, you know, talk about a little bit, both of them more, more, and then, uh, yeah, we've all seen it. And, and there's been the other magazines out. I think there's a the pinball magazine that has just about the Kiss Pinball. Because uh, it's, it's, it's already been done, basically. So, yeah, they could have done maybe some more classic merchandise, uh, like you're saying, stuff that was really, really rare, or like you said, the prototypes. You know, it would have been nice. I would have liked to have seen more like that stuff. Michael, what's your take on it? Uh, it's funny. When you guys keep saying prototypes, it reminds me of the Pot of Thunder uh, podcast where they always like have a, a prototype oh, yeah. <laughs> that uh, you know triggers the random song generator. <laughs> right. And I, I say I agree. I think a prototype would be, uh, you know, a cool thing to show. Something that perhaps has never seen the light of day. Um, you know, even if it's just like a mock-up of something or whatever, but uh, maybe like, hey, here's what we were thinking about, here's why it didn't work, or here's how we wanted it to work, or something like that. I think that would have been cooler, but yeah, the pinball thing, it's um, it's almost like the original Kiss comic book, right? It's something that if you're as big of a fan as we are, then you probably know about it, uh, or read about it, or seen it a million times. Um, not to, you know... Uh, discredit it, but uh, I guess something more out of the ordinary probably would have been more appealing to me. Excellent. Andy. Hey, hey, Julian, mm-hmm. before we get to Andy, I had an idea for a prototype. Uh, you know how it was very hot? The, the, the trend was hot where they uh, you had the tires and you had those hub ca- spinning hubcaps, right, the spinners? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you could have done a rock and roll over spinner at, oh. you know, when it was hot, and it, you know, the album would have been, you know, there were that. With the faces? The saw blade with the faces in it would have been spinning around on the wheels. That would have been cool. They could have put that on the Mini or something, you know? That would not have been as hey, cool you... as the Mego camping kit. Did you see that the other day? Oh, I, I know. I didn't open it. I, I saw about that. A camping was there a really camp- a camping kit? I, I don't know if it's real or fake, but it, it was just awesome. It. it was awesomely bad. You know, a, ca- a camping <laughs> tent and like barbecue kit for your Amigo Kiss dolls. Was Barbie included? Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, she might she, she might have been inside the tent. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I saw somebody online uh, posted they had uh, looks like somebody made it like it, they're like little dolls. And it has like all they got, you know, like the originals, Erica, and then they get the thing with Vinny, and then they get the one with, you know, Tommy. I mean, all of them. It's like a huge package. Somebody had made it. It looks so cool. <laughs> a lot of a lot of that homemade stuff can can actually be cool. So you know, think of those drum kit re- uh, replicas, like you know, for Eric's oh. drum kits. You know, yeah. the uh, the Shikara kit, oh, fantastic. So Andy, moving that question over to you. Well, I have the original pinball machine, so the new one, I mean, it does look cool, but it doesn't do nothing for me in a way because mm-hmm. I have the original and nothing is going to be an original. It might not be as fancy as the new ones, but 
original, I mean, but, hey, if somebody came over here and dropped one of the new ones off at my house over here next to this, the other one, I'll take it. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's a, you know, it's another marketing thing. Some people have the money to buy them, so they buy them. And if they sell them, they're selling, you know, but, but I'll take it, you know, the merch thing with me, I, I like looking at it all, but the prototypes would be really cool. The stuff they, like you guys are saying, you know, prototypes that never came out or, you know, stuff that it was just about to come out and they had to pull back on it because of certain reasons. I mean, mm-hmm. especially the 70s stuff. I, I, there's got to be some really, really bizarre 70s stuff that we've never even seen in the yes. books that must have come out. I mean, everybody jokes around about, you know, the tampons and the toys and stuff like that. <laughs> but it's got to be, yeah. be some stuff in the 70s that must have been really kind of out there for the time, for the time of the 70s. That you know that we've never seen. Uh, you know who who knows? Maybe Gene and Paul and them. Maybe they never saw the stuff. Maybe Bill Coin has had stuff that you know, you know, like that Kiss Monopolies. They had somebody had made for them. You know, only four or you know, maybe there was stuff that you know Gene and Paul ne- or Peter Ace never saw back then. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it was stuff that Bill Coin did. It just never passed his desk. So the band maybe never saw it. Well, but we'll never. You just brought up a great thing there. Excuse me for interrupting, but the Kiss Monopoly set. I would love a, a photo spread of close-ups of that whole damn thing properly, high res. You know, for you know, that's such like a legendary piece of custom, you know, art from the '70s. I mean, that's classic era. And what there were only five sets made, I think. You know, for the band members and for Bill. You know, I, I, yeah. I, I would love to see that whole thing laid out, properly photographed, and, you know, call it archiving for whatever. You know, that would be a really, really cool thing. And I'm sure Gene's got a ton of the prototype yeah. ideas, you know. You know, turn it into a section, rejected by Gene. I, I, I don't know what the, maybe the legal ramifications, especially if people have, you know, sent him production samples or, you know, pre-production stuff, you know, for him to be able to share that. But, you know, it'd be absolutely fat. You know, that would be the stuff to see. I don't want to see a pinball machine. I'm, I mean, hell, we can go over to your house and see one, you know. and <laughs> <laughs> You know, the more than welcome. You can, people are like, oh, my God, do you actually turn it on? you actually play it? And I... I don't know. Do you guys know Pasquale Valerie? No. He's from Canada, Pasquale. He's a, he, I, I had like a, I had a huge party like three years ago and I invited the whole world and I broadcasted live. I must've had 50 to 75 people coming in through the whole weekend. They broadcasted live. I had people from like all over Canada, Canada, Texas, California, Washington. I mean, people just showing up at the door. I let them stay the whole weekend. And, and you should see the people, especially his face was like when I turned on a pinball machine and he stood next to it. I'm like, you want to play it? And his, I wish I had a video camera on his face and all. He didn't want to touch it. He's just like standing there. He's like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> no, I can't touch this. And I hit the button and I pull the thing. I go, here it goes. Ding. I go, you start touching the levers. The ball's just going to go down the drain. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you know, it is what, it, but, but I love, I love looking, even though if I don't, you know, I mean, I buy merchandise. I'm, I'm, more picky. I wouldn't say I'm more picky now, but I like looking at it all. You know, you don't have to buy it. You know, just just because they make it doesn't mean you have to buy it. You know. Yep. You know, some people are into picks. Some people are into sticks. Some people are just into the music. And some people like just merchandise. Some people like do it, all of it. You know. You, you know, buy what you like. If you don't like it, just move on. These people complaining. You're making it. You're making it. You're doing it. Shut up and move on. You don't want to buy it? Don't buy it. 
Sorry, it is my rant. <laughs> yeah. it, it's really not that complex, is it? Don't like it, don't buy it. Like yeah. it, oh. buy it. Yeah. Someone doesn't like yeah. that you bought it, who cares? Are you happy? Simple. You know, you don't yeah. you don't need to know do a freaking diagram about your decisions in life. You know, it, it's not <laughs> it's just not rocket science. Uh, have I covered everyone on that one? Because I've lost track of where we were. It must be the third beer. Um, yes, I think so. <laughs> thank you. Romans rules. And I like anything that goes with those who are actually on the road with the band, talking about what they're doing, how they're doing it, the challenges that they face. Um, this, again, feels like one that I've read before, and it might be because I think Paco Zimmerman, who was doing the um, the road manager deal years ago, did a feature in the last Kiss magazine, and come on, I don't think the job changes that much between tours. So it was a neat feature just to hear behind the scenes from that that perspective. Michael, you know, you like that section? Does it work for you? Who, and if not, who would you like to hear from on the road crew um, in future issues? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I do like that, and I think that is something that they should probably rotate for each issue is uh, talking to a different person. Uh, I recently uh, connected on Facebook with the pilot who flies them around. Oh, cool. And I think, what a cool job that is. So I feel like <laughs> that would be pretty sweet to hear from him because don't we all wonder what goes on in the KISS jet? You know, what what does it even look like in the KISS jet? I would love to see that for the next one. Photos of, like, here's where Gene sits or here's where whatever. Because um, I assume it looks awesome. And I assume there's really interesting stories about that. Um, and then also, I always like to know, um, for a job like this, like a dream job, right? How'd you get into it? You know, what, were you doing something completely different before? Um, and who knows? Maybe some of the people on the road crew aren't uh, diehard fans. They're just, you know, working with the band because they're in the music industry. You never know. And then maybe they were converted by working with them because they realized, hey, these guys are pretty amazing. Um, so that would... You know, I think that it's definitely a cool uh, piece, and I'd like to see what they do with future ones. Uh, hopefully, if they continue to explore this in future issues. Excellent, great, great suggestions as well, Ken. Yeah, I liked it. I liked hearing the you know the behind the scenes kind of thing. Um, it's interesting, and you know how they there was that guy that was. What in one of their trailers or, or something back on the merch trip? So I, yeah, yeah, it's like those kind of crazy things happen, and um, they talk about the spider, the spider, you know, the rig and how heavy that that thing was, and so yeah, it's it's good. I like the behind the scenes of how Kiss works, uh, whether it's you know a roadie, of uh, uh, you know tour manager. Or maybe something like, uh, you know, I, I, I would like to hear more from even the past. Um, you know, an engineer that worked on one of the Kiss albums, uh, you know, or a producer, you know. So those would be the things that uh, I would like to see in the future. Excellent. Andy? Well, I would love to see, well, as you, maybe some people do or don't know that uh, this year on the tour, they basically had their own, each guy had their own um, RV, you know, motorhome. I want to know who drove, you know, <laughs> what, what are the stories? Because, you know, they brought, they, supposedly they brought all their families this year on the tour. 
who drove and what, what funny and silly things happened. You know, they must have been, you know, on the days off. I know they probably rest and sleep, but, you know, the, the kids running around, for Paul's kids running on, and, you know, Gene and his doing his family stuff. I mean, there's got to be some funny stories, stuff like that. You got to, you know, anything behind the scenes, you know, especially, you know, Keith was doing some live broadcasting behind the scenes during the shows. That was pretty cool. I have to say that. All the things, you know, everybody's got their video cameras out, you know, go live and stuff, and, you know, you're seeing it from the front, but it was kind of neat watching Keith doing the stuff, walking from behind, walking yep. through the halls and kind of showing what's the deal, you know, who, you know, you know, telling everybody, say, hi, wave, this is such and such, this is such and such, because some people might not know who they are, or maybe they don't want to be known who they are, <laughs> so they don't get bugged. <laughs> but it was nice to see uh, the security, uh, what's his name, the head honcho there. I'd like to hear some stories, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly, <laughs> you know. And like uh, saying, some of, the, some of the old roadie stuff, man, that's got to be, you know, the heyday stuff. Oh, my God, when they were getting chased down and, you know, people just after them, you know. You know, they couldn't even move out of a bathroom without somebody attacking them. Kind of like the Kiss Crew stuff, you know. <laughs> yeah, the the legacy stuff never gets old. I mean, I think, you know, one of the people that would be really interesting to be interviewed for a future issue of the magazine is probably Keith, you know, who, who travels with oh, them yeah. and who organizes so many aspects of you know the the daily life i guess um you always see him you know he's there for the meet and greets you know let let's hear you know some selective uh, you know stories from his perspective you know th you know that'd be really interesting from someone who works so closely with paul and with the rest of the band so you know there's there's also the sound engineers who are responsible for getting the the sound of the show you know perfect you know and, and the challenges they go through on a venue by venue basis because every venue is different has a has a different audio signature you know that they and and challenges that they have to conquer before the band ever goes on stage um you know the people who tear down and build up the stage you know but one thing in particular with what they've done this tour is the hiring of heroes. You know, interview yeah, some yeah, of those yeah. people, um, you know, not necessarily focusing on one. Maybe, uh, hopefully, they did do something that they recorded the stories of these folk as as they were on the road. So we not only get their backstory, not too much of it, um, but enough to know, you know, how they've deserved to be hired as a hero for a day and what they actually did in that experience and hopefully what they think the, the experience will do for them going forward. You know, it, it ties in with the tour. You know, we, we've heard about them. We've seen them. Uh, Kiss Online's done a great job of putting pictures up of the heroes, but it'd be nice to get a little bit more depth um, about such a good thing that the band's done. So, yeah, that's just some, some of my ideas on it. You know, getting getting. See, we're, we're all we're all big super kiss geeks. We're all like going. See, mm. we're starting to. Here's the tree, and it's getting. <laughs> so, you know, it's getting bigger every time. Every second we talk, it gets bigger and bigger, and there's so many ideas. You know, there's there's so many great ideas. Yeah, you know? and, and and you know what? Yeah. You you got to say them because you don't remember afterwards. You know, like they say, if you didn't write it down, it didn't happen. So here we are. You know, just brainstorming out loud. You know, and it's gonna go, this show goes up unedited. So if anyone runs with some of the ideas, hey, fantastic, go for it. You know, simple yeah. as simple as that. And if they're if they're not great ideas, well, you know, they're off the cuff ones. A, a, a couple of the final sections in the magazine are kiss backstage. Uh, photo section and Kiss Nation. I gotta say, the backstage stuff, 
been backstage seen it it's no different now than it was 15 years ago the sort of stuff didn't do much for me personally but if you've not been backstage well i'm sure it's interesting i like kiss nation uh, uh, pictures of the fans with the band is always cool never gets old um michael your take on those sections yeah well the backstage part was like you said i mean i've been backstage a couple times it's interesting only to me what's interesting is going backstage um, like I saw them in Allentown, which is like a state fair. So like backstage is just basically on the, another part of the lawn. Um, <laughs> you know, just barricades in between. Not much of a backstage. <laughs> so I think it's kind of interesting if the like, backstage section would just be about like how different backstages can be different depending on the type of venue. So I kind of uh, raced past that to look at the fan photos because I heard that my photo was in there with Paul. Uh, when I did a guitar meet and greet. It's not that big, but it's big enough. I mean, I'm in it, so I can't complain. Um, and I didn't even know it was going to be in there. Um, Keith took the photo during the meet and greet. He had a nice camera, took a bunch of photos, and that was one of the ones that he took. And, um, yeah, there I am with my uh, Paul Stanley guitar and Star Child himself. Um, and it was a great experience. So it's cool that I could even be included in the first issue of the magazine. Um, and it's great because so many people online are also in it and they're like, oh, I'm in it and I'm in it too. And it's nice because it almost feels like even though there are millions of us all around the world, there's so many of us who have common experiences, whether it's being in the magazine or it's, you know, having some sort of meet and greet experience at the band or like we're, we're connected in various ways where it actually makes it feel like it's almost like a smaller community than it really is. And I think it's kind of cool because if we can be this large but this connected, uh, there's something special about that. So I think that section celebrates that, and that's pretty neat. That's awesome. Ken? Yeah, I mean, I've seen the backstage stuff before, so that was okay. Um, you know, the costumes hanging and the boots and, and this and that and them getting, you know, Standing around waiting to for the show to start, um, but the, the yeah the stuff with the fans, uh, those pictures uh, are always interesting, um, and I like to I have those, uh, to watch those recent live uh, meet and greets they've been airing on, yeah. online, and watching the uh, the people come through for their pictures, I I, I just I was just interested and I was just kind of locked in and watching these people and how they're enjoying having their pictures taken with uh, the band and the you know the fist pumps with Gene and and you kind of wondering what you know sometimes Gene and, and Eric talk about something when someone goes by uh, <laughs> it's kind of I'd like to be there to you know check that out so um, yeah it's it's interesting and I like the pictures it's kind of uh, off-the-cuff stuff and uh, kind of get you know cool things from you know from that so yeah i like seeing it yeah the the fly on the wall stuff's always fun one of my favorite pictures of me is me getting my photograph taken with kiss by someone taking a picture of the whole scene so you've got the guy That's taking cool. yeah. taking our photo you've yeah. got everyone lined up ready to go and this is uh i think the rock of the nation tour um you know, it's just because it takes in the whole context rather than just the one mm -hmm. that was later provided to me, which is a fantastic picture. You know, it, it, it's really a little bit more, you know, oh, yeah. I, I remember. Oh, that's what it looks like when it's all going on. And that was great that someone was able to share that with me. Andy, 
you know, what's your take on this section? Uh, I love it from a fan's point of view because all of a sudden you see your mug in a, you know, you open up a magazine. Wow, I'm in a magazine, you know, like like Mike, Michael, I, I, I had no idea I was in the magazine until it came out. I had no clue. And that yeah. picture was taken by Keith during the Kiss Def Leppard tour. When I was lucky enough to get pulled back to get uh, Gene and Paul to sign a piece of my casket. <laughs> you, you, you got part of a casket signed. Yeah, it's a, it's a, uh, all right, you really want to get into this? I get, I don't care, I'll get into this. If you really want to know the truth, and the truth is all nothing but the truth. <laughs> Number one, we've got a verified purchaser of a casket. Right here, see, gut, gut casket. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, you want to go there? I, I, let's, I, let's go there. Yeah. All right, yeah, actually, I, I just, this is the shirt I made up for KK1 Kiss Cruise 1. And uh, I got I got a lot of publicity from it. You know, a lot of people took cameras. A lot of the press were there for KK1, and they were in the front. And I had been in the front with a firehouse helmet. It was, you know, we were, on the first cruise, we were all like, you know, it was like, <laughs> you know. So I happened to be there in the front row, and a lot of people took pictures, and I ended up being on some, like, Chicago newspaper, some of these newspapers, I, people, like, mailing them to me. But uh, anyways, uh, I had heard there was a rumor that Kiss Casket, Kiss Casket, uh, uh, you know, the new, I say the second thing, because we all knew it was a, it was another Kiss Casket that came out what in 2000, I think, and that was the uh, first, very first one. But uh, I had heard that uh, rumors there were going to be a second casket, and a third casket, and maybe a fourth, and then there was supposed to be some additions and some urns, and uh, there was a but bu- basically there was, a, there was a bunch of stuff that was supposed to come out. Well. Uh, I became friends with uh, <clears throat> uh, Hans from uh, KissForSale.com. Rest in peace, Hans. Yeah, rest in peace, dude. Hey, and uh, and uh, I had told him, I says, I said, Hans, it's, I know it's coming. The Kiss Cats is coming. I want the first one that comes off that press <laughs> <laughs> or out of that, wherever they can, from, from, the, uh, from the image company. I says, I want that first one that comes off that assembly line. You make sure... And he said, Andy, don't worry, I'll, I'll hook you up, blah, 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 we'll get, we'll get it going. And so uh, when it did, <clears throat> it came. <laughs> so, you know, I, I had met Kiss through the years, you know, you know through the 80s. You could, you could get access to basically everyone into the 90s. You could with basically, you know, there was meet and greets before the Live 3. There's all kinds of things. So you could meet the band here and there if you, if you, you know, like the kiss junkies we are, you follow, you know, stalking. <laughs> so, anyways, the uh, casket piece, uh, the casket, you show up to the house, and and if you open up the cover of the casket, there's a piece that says uh, it says kiss on it in black, and uh, it just actually. So, I basically I have the first solo because they made a, a premium one, and then they made a solos one. So I have the first one out of the thing that gets the solos. It basically has the, the original has the solo things on it. It says kissing white at the bottom, and uh, and it says you know when you when you open it up if you're basically if you're laying there when you open it up it says kiss across the thing, and uh, the piece yeah I know it's funny but the piece comes out, so one of my thought was wow the piece comes out what can I do I'm gonna get everybody to sign it, and people thought it was nuts you know this is never gonna happen you're never gonna get piece or you know Ace of Peter to sign because. They're never going to come out. They're never, you know, you're never going to find them. <laughs> well, 
So, so that was my, uh, what people say, bucket list thing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, would you believe it or not? So I started thinking about, hmm, how can I do this? Well, this Kiss Expos. So I says, okay. So what I would do is like, uh, when I when I got it, got my hands on a casket and pulled it out, and so now so I'm hmm, hmm I'm gonna go to a Kiss Expo. I'm bringing it with me. So the deal was, I have the original four sign the top half of the Kiss, and then anybody else who's been in the band sign the bottom half. You know, and then anybody who's actually worked with the band or something, I'd flip it over and they would sign the back. <laughs> but the key, the cold key point was never tell them what they were signing until after the fact. <laughs> How did you learn that? Yes. Uh, because uh, when you when they find out what it is and what it's for, some of them do not appreciate it or will not. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. And uh so, so I will show you the casket. So I'll, I, I got it right here in front of me. Well, the piece. I didn't say the casket. The casket's over there. It only takes two people to pick it up, so it's not that heavy. <clears throat> so let's see if we can show this. So, so far, these are the names that have people that have signed the back. And right. most of them have been at, like, you know, a Kiss Expo, you know, stuff like that. But I, uh, the first person who actually signed it was Keith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he told me I was nuts. And he's like, right in the corner. Yeah. The first <laughs> one, Keith Larue signed it, the first one. And I brought it to an expo with me. And he's like, I'm like, hey, can you sign this in black on the back? He's like, what? I'm like, can you sign this? He's like, you're nuts. And I said, just sign it, please. <laughs> so from then on, I, I decided not to tell anybody until after. And some of the reactions are... Very cool. They're like, that's funny. And some were like, are you nuts? <laughs> and some were like, I would never, ever, ever sign that if I had known what that was. So, I, so I'll tell you the story. The first the first two that actually signed it out of the band members were Tommy and Eric. I went down to the um, uh, the 50th uh, anniversary, coffee anniversary. Mm-hmm. And I, and I it was, you know, here I am with a trash bag. People were like, what's in the trash bag? Because I was, you know, I'm like, how do I cover this thing? And it was raining, too. So I was like, really? Big. So anyways, uh, I had Eric and Tommy, you know, I'll show the Here's the piece. So I'm also just show it anyways. So we'll start up here. So there's jeans on the top. Oh, sorry. It must be hot because of the name. Jeans on the top. Tommy's on the bottom. Then I had Paul. Paul did the top. Uh, Ace really did the top. So I had the original sign the top. Oh, sorry, Paul's over here. Then Eric's on the bottom, and then uh, I had uh, Bruce Kulick sign it. So now what the story is with it. <clears throat> I, when I brought it to the expo, and I put it on the table, and, and uh, Keith was there, and he started laughing because he knew <laughs> what was about to happen. And the story goes, uh, basically, Tommy signed it. No problem. He signed it just kind of, okay, no problem. Uh, I slid right next to Eric. Eric signs this, and then he says, what is this? And, and I just said, hey, it says kiss on it. I just wanted it signed. And then Keith turns around and says, hey, Eric, you know what you just signed? And he says, what? <laughs> and I started laughing, and I'm like, because you know, there's a lot of people in line at that, that coffee house thing. It was, you know, there was a lot of people there. And Keith goes, you know what you signed? And, he, Eric, and Eric goes, no, I don't know what I signed. And, and he goes, and he, Keith goes, Andy, tell him. I says, it's a casket piece. 
And, and Eric, and I, yeah, Eric goes, what? I said, you know, the casket, kiss casket, and Keith chimes in, he starts laughing, he starts saying, yes, you know, you just signed. And basically what it came down is Eric turned around and said, are you kidding me? No way. And I said, yes. And here's, like, one of the funniest things. Eric goes, what are you going to do with that? And I, I looked at Eric, I turned around, and, Eric, I live kiss, and I'm going to die kiss. And he just went, like, that look, like... <laughs> And then he turns. And then he turns around and says, "He goes, if I knew what that was, I would have never assigned that for you." In a dead serious face. So I knew wow. at that definitely at that point, I'm never telling anybody else. Wow. And then I turned around and started to walk out. And he and he said something else to me. And I turned around. I said, "Oh yeah, by the way, uh, uh, I said Eric, uh, next month they, you know they're supposed to come out with Kiss Urns." And he says, "That's even more creepy." He goes, "You better not bring that over to me." He's creeped out. <laughs> <laughs> he was a little bit creeped out. So, uh, anyways, so that was that story. Uh, you know, in uh, you know, Ace and Peter did their. Uh, you know, they would do uh, expos for like uh, you know horror conventions and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's right. No problem. Signed it. Said this is what it's for. No problem. I, I thought there might be an issue. Not even a second glance. Just, eh, okay, cool. This is what you want. This is what you want. As long as it's not a guitar. Yeah. Or a drum or something, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> now, the picture that's, that you see in the magazines is from backstage, like I said. Um, you know, I'm just like a huge fan, and I had told Keith, Keith, man, this is, you know, besides, I need Vinny. Vinny, got one more spot for Vinny. Vinny, where are you, please? Anyways, <laughs> I, I had told Keith, and Keith, you know, knows who I am from the same kind of area, New England area and stuff. And Keith knows I'm a huge fan, and I always said, Keith, man, I... I I just need them to sign the top. That's all I need. I just, you know, I mean, I buy stuff and people seen a lot of my stuff, but I'm like, you know, I've met them a bunch of times. I don't want to pay another grand or $1,500 to have them two signatures. That's all, you know, the two signatures I need. You know, I, I have a base signed by them. I, you know, from the revenge area, I've, you know, I've other stuff signed. I just like, ah, I don't, you know, I'd rather take my money and pay my bills and to maybe buy other kiss stuff in here and there. And he goes, yeah, and he don't worry, we'll take about it. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll get there. And I said, you know, you know, I know, I understand. I told him, I understand if you can't do it, it's okay. If I have to end up waiting ten to twenty years from now, if they're at a convention, there, you know, when it's over, you know, when the whole kiss thing is over, and they, you know, go to a comic con thing or do something, uh, you know, I'll go do it, whatever. But this was my big thing. So, uh, and I missed my chance on Mohegan Sun that year because I went upstairs to. You know, I'm that, I'm that dork guy who dresses up, gets all dressed up like Ace really and, or a spaceman. And, and so I turned my phone off and I went to paint my face and Keith messaged me and then called me and I missed it. I'm like, ah, and I had it with me. And I, after I found out, I'm like, ah, you know, so he was going to take it, take it to get it signed for me. So anyways, months go by later. I think it was another year or two or something. I forgot what it was. Uh, so now he says, hey, Andy, contact me. We're in Hartford, Connecticut. And I said, okay. So I brought it down with me. So I texted him when I got down there or PM'd him through Facebook. said, Keith, I'm here. <laughs> That's basically all I said. So I said, if you want the casket piece, you know, I'm here. It's all yours. So I waited a couple hours. And then, you know, I know how they get busy and stuff. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Next thing you know, I get a message back from Keith. Andy, I'm, in, I'm here. I'm on my way. And I was like, wow, could this really be happening? I finally, you know, so next thing you know, um, 
uh, he, he fetched me, he goes, where are you? I says, well, I'm in the parking lot. He goes, well, where? And I was like, well, you know, there's the advertisement, there's Dunkin' Donuts. So there's a huge blow-up thing with Dunkin' Donuts. I'm like, I'm near that. So next week he comes over the fence. He, they open a fence area for him, a gate or something. And I go up to him. He goes, hey, Andy, what's going on? I says, well, I got the casting piece in the car. Do you want it? And he says, this is kind of really going to happen. He goes, yeah, this is what. Oh, he goes, I'll make this happen for you today. I'm like, cool. I said, I'll go get it. And I'll have you, you know, do you take it? But I said, please, you know, I usually don't let this out of my sight. I'm very, you know, this is, you know, this is big for me. You know, it's like, you know, the forest burn or something. You're just kind of afraid to let it go, you know. And he goes, Andy, what do you mean? He goes, come with me. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, go get it and let's go. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, are you serious? So next thing you know, I ran back to the car and everybody's at my cars and everybody's kind of hanging out doing the party thing and stuff. And I'm like, hey guys, uh, everybody, I'm like, I gotta go. And they're like, what do you mean? Grab the piece. And I'm like, I gotta go. And he's like, they're like, where are you going? I go, uh, I'm going backstage, I guess. <laughs> and they're like, are you kidding me? And I'm like, I, I, as far as Keith is saying, come with me now. So I'm, I'm going. So anyways, um, Keith, we get in there. We get in the fence, and now you're talking the whole area, and there's hardly anybody around because they haven't opened the gates for anybody. So he goes, "We'll go find him." And I'm like, and "Here, he's like, just just stick with me. Don't you know? Don't dilly dally." And I'm like, "Of course not." So so he's walking me around, and next thing he goes, "Oh, they're probably doing the acoustic set. So let's go down back to the acoustic set. We'll find it. I'll find it." So walking around, walking around, he sees a couple of tour buses. Uh, we run into uh, uh, I'm sorry, I forget his name. Uh, the kid, the uh, the head honcho of, of their uh, the security. I forgot his name. I'm sorry. I always forget his name. It's going to shoot me. Every Kiss fan now is going to shoot me. Oh, my God. You're not a real Kiss fan. You don't know his name? So, anyways, uh, he, he turns around to him and says, hey, you want to sign this? And the, guy, and the guy goes, what is it? And he goes, this is this guy's uh, piece of casket. Is, you know, you know this. Oh, no. Are you kidding me? Oh, no. So, Keith goes, come on, come on. Black Magic Marker on the back. And he goes, no. Get that thing the hell away from me. And jets. He goes, hey, wait a minute, where's the band? Where's the band? He goes, the band's that way. Get out of here. Get that thing away from me. That's bad comment. Get out of here. So he he goes, you know, goes walking off. So next, you know, we're walking around. There's the tour buses, and he's like, they got to be around here somewhere. There's the tent. They're supposed to be doing the acoustic. I don't hear no music. I don't. I don't hear nothing. He goes, are they done already? It must be weird. They must be done. So we walk in there. Opens up the thing. Goes, they're not in there. I'm, and, you know, here I am. I'm like the little kid now, going, oh my god, oh my god, you know. So he goes, man, they're not here. So next thing he goes, come on, let's go for more walk. We'll walk around some more. So we started walking around the more of the back area. So now I've got, I wish I had a little video camera on me. Like, I wish I had the go live thing with me now. Stuck to my chest. This is amazing. So next thing you know, we're walking around. He's asking a couple other security guy, guys. And the guy's like, you know, of course, now Keith's got my casket piece in his hands. And he's walking around. He sees a couple other guys. He goes, hey, you guys want to sign this? And they're like, what is that? And then same story. He goes, and they're like, no. <laughs> You know, and they're like, are you kidding me? They're like, kooky, you're kooky, you know, you're nuts, you know. So next thing he goes, I don't know where they are. I don't know where anybody is. So he goes, uh, so let's uh, let's take a walk. We're going to go inside the building now. He goes, but we're going to have to walk through the Def Leppard section. He goes, so in, in their food area, you know, where they all eat and stuff. So I said, okay, he just said, stick with me. Don't, you know, roam. I said, you know me, I'm, you know, I'm cool. So we go through, next thing we open the door. And next thing here, here everybody's eating. You know, all the, all the stage hands, all the maybe workers, and, you know, I don't know all. I'm like, wow, this is, this is kind of interesting, walking to. Next door, we open another door. I take the right, and there's nobody in the hall. We go up the hall, and next you know, it's like, ah! 
We're back. Now, now we're in the prime zone. I, I look, and Keith says, Andy, can, I, can, can you watch my bag? And I said, okay. He puts his bag out. He says, can I have your casket piece? And I said, okay. And next to him, I'm standing there, and right across from the hall, this, I have pictures up somewhere because I took a couple pictures in my dorkiness, but it took me a while. This Jean's monster costume, sitting right, standing right there. This kiss, this, this, you know, the, the luggage and the stuff, and there's his base sitting there, and his the things hanging up. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And, and so I'm kind of like looking, and next time I see this guy walk by me, and I go, wait a minute. And the guy starts walking by me, I'm like, hey, I saw you last night. And the guy turns, and I go, it's Vivian Campbell from Def Leppard walks by me. I don't even know. I'm like, and I'm like, and he looks at me, and he stops, and he looks at me, and he goes, hi. And I go, hi. And I said, because, you know, us Kiss fans, we, we travel, so I just saw the show the night before in Pennsylvania. <laughs> Six and a half hours, seven hour drive. And I go, and I go, uh, I go, hi. I said, good show last night. You know, and he goes, oh, thanks. And, and he goes, I go, yeah. Do, do you remember the dorky kind of guy, you know, the, the tall guy, the ace guy in the front row standing in front of you last night? He goes, looks at me, he goes, yeah. And I go, that was me. And he goes, you're kidding me. He goes, no, that was me. And he started laughing. Because he had threw me uh, one of those, uh, he had metal picks. He had like, mm-hmm. like stainless steel metal picks, man. And he like flung one out at me. I'm like, wow, that thing, you know. <laughs> so anyways, he, he, he just goes by. And next thing you know, I see Keith walking down the hall with the, with now with my cast beat, wide out, but oh, not in the trash bag, walking around going to, you know, and there's the ladies, you know, doing some of the costumes and some of the other people workers, the kiss workers and stuff. And he's stopping by them and, hey, and he's like, check this out. And of course, people are asking him what it is because I can see him down going down the hall. You know, it's a long hall, so, but I can see him talking to them. And you hear them all start chuckling and laughing and saying no and, you know, laughing. And then Keith disappears. Next door, Keith comes back to me. He goes, Andy, I don't know where they are. He goes, come on, let's go. And I'm like, you, you're serious now? He's like, yeah. So he picks up his bag, gives me back my thing. Next door, I walk down the same hall. And I'm like, looking, and I'm like, my head's on a swivel. You know, his little kid, I'm sticking close, and I'm like, you know that? Oh my God! You know I'm in the zone. You know I'm in the zone, the kiss zone. You know. Next time we walk by a room and and I look quick and his Tommy Tommy sitting there eating. He gives me a look and I just because we were just kind of walking by. I'm like, hey, he's sitting there just chowing. You know there must be there's the kiss room to chow. And of course you see this kiss. You know it says kiss makeup room and you know all the little signs they have hanging up. And I'm going down the hall. And next no, we take a right and there's a bunch of these guys and they got all the monitor. You know all the stuff they must have to do for the. You know, for the bands, you know, all the all the fancy stuff they do, you know. Like I said, I don't know any of that stuff. We walk down this hall. Next to we take another left. He goes, oh, yeah, oh, they must have, they changed the, in, the acoustic. They did it inside the building. So he goes, oh, there, there's, oh, he goes, oh, there's Gene. So we walk, start walking down, and, and Gene is, uh, there was nobody around, right, except for, like, workers are running around now. They're taking everything apart, you know, from the acoustic set in pictures. They're taking all the stuff down. So Gene's there with one one kid and Gene's like wrapping around by the time I got to him there was nobody left and Gene's just standing there and I have even Keith was like dumbfounded because now Keith he goes Andy can I have the piece I'm like okay so I get there and Gene's rambling on about some weird thing I don't know what he was talking about you know Gene has all these weird facts and stuff and he, he was just rambling on like something like that it was really Keith doesn't even look at him going scratching his head so next thing Keith says hey uh, can you sign this for this for this guy, his name's Andy, and he's like, looks at Gene, he goes, this guy is like a big, giant Kiss fan, and he's bought a lot of stuff through the years. Can you sign it for him? And Gene goes, no problem. So Gene grabs it, 
and Jean's got a a a, 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 a gold magic, you know, a gold trophy. And my thing is, I want it silver, you know, because it ma- I want it to all match. So Jean grabs it. You know, she's got to be different. So he grabs, so he grabs it, and he takes the takes the, you know, the gold mark and goes, mm, digs into it, and the thing's only like a cardboard thing. And he goes, eh, he digs into it a little bit. And I'm like, ah, no. And, and before I could say anything to him, he goes, damn thing doesn't work. God damn it, and throws it. You know, which by me hits the ground. He looks, he goes, I don't have anything else to sign. He goes, I got one. So he. He signs it, and he signs it. And Gene turns around. And he goes, he goes, you want it? Because <laughs> he, you know, the the magic, the magic market, the shop. He goes, now that I signed it, you want it? He goes, eBay or something like that. You know, I go, okay, I'll take it. I go, I'll, I'll just like, I'll take it or I'll put your name in it and put it with the rest of the stuff. You know. So, uh, so Gene starts to turn and walk a little bit, and, and I said, Keith, can I get a picture? Is it possible? You think you'll do it? And and then Keith goes, hey, you know, is it all right to have a picture? And he says, yeah. So I threw my phone at Keith fast. Keith goes to take the picture. Either Gene moved too fast or Keith moved too fast. So I have the picture, but it's like really fuzzy. <laughs> but then Gene asked the point. Now, here we go. So Gene, Gene asked the point. What is this? <laughs> Keith goes, Keith goes, it, it's part of the casket. And Gene goes, what casket? He goes, his casket. I go, my casket, Gene. <laughs> he goes, what do you mean? And Keith goes, you know the casket you guys sold? You know the kiss casket you guys sold? Gene looks at Keith and me and goes, are you serious? I'm like, he goes, yeah. Gene takes a step back, basically, and says, I don't want to touch that. That's bad karma. God. <laughs> no lie. No, no, I seriously, no lie. Gene turns bad karma, steps back, starts walking away. Bad karma. I don't want to touch that. No way. No thanks. And and then Gene just like scurried off. He had to get going anyways. So that was the Gene story part of it. <laughs> they put their names to the set. They signed it. No. I, I think that's so one then, of, one of the coolest stories that we've ever heard. And we're I, we're gonna have to I, wrap it there because we're running uh, running out of time. We're gonna have to f- pick up on this story. You know. Yeah, because I get the Paul. Yeah, we we we, we got to split this one into episodes, man. That is just yeah. I'm too, sorry. <laughs> too, too much of a good story in one go. I mean, here is a product that they've sold and it's sold and you know advertised and you know gone to marketing things with, and just to hear you know the responses to that is just priceless, absolutely unbelievable. But Paul and a couple other people. <laughs> I, I definitely want to revisit this with you for you know the other members of the band signing it, um, but for today, you know, for the magazine episode, we're going to have to bring this one to an end because we try to avoid going to two hours, uh, which I, I think we could far too easily do today. So for everyone, for, for everyone listening out there, what we'd like you to do is you know whether you're viewing us on the FAQ message board or on Facebook or on YouTube. You know, let us know what you think about the Kiss magazine. What are your ideas? What are the sections that worked? I'm sure that Keith and the gang who put it together would love feedback in a kind of circuitous way without going directly, you know, to them. You know, give you know, give your review of the magazine, the sections that worked, the ones that didn't, what you'd like them to maybe think about doing for future issues of the magazine. And if you haven't bought the magazine already, while all the 500 copies went the first day that came with a pick, you can still get it at the official kissmagazine.com. And, 
you know, it, I, I think it's a highly recommended buy. It's it's a good effort straight out of the gate. I think there's room for some different things that we've all mentioned, uh, some pluses and, and minuses as well. Um, but chime in with your opinions. But for today, we'll ooh, bring, kiss cruise, <laughs> which is which is sold out, which is pointless. So why why are you advertising something that you can't get a ticket to? It's like in your face. <laughs> <laughs> you could have gone to this if you'd been early enough or had been a preferred customer, return customer. Um, well, we got we got to have a kiss cruise with one of these. I'll tell you. <laughs> so for today, we're going to bring this one to a close. From Andy, from Ken, from Michael, and myself, we thank you for listening. We hope you'll tune into the Kiss FAQ podcast again. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Chad, guys. Thank you for spending time <laughs> listening to the Kiss FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.